A reading from the book of Exodus. The whole congregation of the Israelites complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The Israelites said to them, if only we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by our flesh pots and ate our fill of bread. For you have brought us out into the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, I am going to rain bread from heaven for you, and each day the people shall go out and gather enough for that day. In that way, I will test them, whether they will follow my instruction or not. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gathered on the other days. So Moses and Aaron said to the Israelites, in the evening you shall know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord because he has heard your complaining against the Lord. For what are we that you complain against us? And Moses said, when the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening and your fill of bread in the morning, because the Lord has heard the complaining that you utter against him. What are we? Your complaining is not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, say to the whole congregation of the Israelites, draw near to the Lord, for he has heard your complaining. And as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the Israelites, they looked toward the wilderness, and the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. The Lord spoke to Moses and said, I have heard the complaining of the Israelites. Say to them, at twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall have your fill of bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. In the evening quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the layer of dew lifted, there on the surface of the wilderness was a fine flaky substance, as fine as frost on the ground. When the Israelites saw it, they said to one another, what is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, it is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today is the last day in our preaching series on understanding God's call for your life. And uh, just as a way of reminder, remember all the, all the sermons are on the website and in church centers. So if you miss one and you'd like to go, or if you'd like to go back to one, they're all there for available to you to listen to any time. Um, in the previous weeks, we've talked about the importance of God's story and our own personal stories being as sources and ways that God speaks to us and helps us to understand God's call in our lives. 
We also turned to the importance of community being a way that directs us in what God is asking us to do. And then we've also seen how the problems of the world and the hardships and sufferings that we experience in our own lives also point us down a path of what God is asking us to do. When we think about that question of what does God want me to do with my life, we often think about the big decisions of life. What kind of job should I have? Who should I marry? Where should I live? What should I do after I retire? And all those are important life-changing questions to consider, but it is important to understand that the big decisions of life are not the only, are only part of the answer to the question of what God wants me to do. They're not the whole answer. If we are only thinking in terms of those major decisions, we will miss out on so much of hearing God's voice in our life and understanding what God is desiring that we do. This is something that the desert mothers and fathers of the second, third, and fourth centuries have handed down to us in various stories. During this time in Christianity, various people went to live in communities in sparse conditions to grow in their relationship with God and understand what God was asking them to do. They went there to become holy people. And each one, they would have a small cell to live in, and there were two major spiritual practices that everyone was committed to. One was fasting, and the other one was labor, doing work. And many people, they would come and visit these women and men who were out in the desert looking for guidance. They wanted to know, what does God want them to do with their life? And we have many stories that show the typical response that was given to so many individuals seeking to know God's will for their life. Consider one such anonymous story. A brother asked one of the old men, what shall I do? I'm obsessed by this nagging thought. You can't fast and you can't work, so at least go and visit the sick because that is a loving thing to do. So we hear that initial uh, kind of entry into the story that this young brother brings. And to us, it sounds very reasonable, right? I can't do this, I can't do that. But hey, I'll go and visit some sick people, right? That's a good thing to do. That's what God wants us to do. But listen as the story goes on how the old man responds to this younger man. The old man recognized that the devil had been sowing his seeds and said to him, Go, eat, drink, sleep, just don't leave your cell. He was well aware that it is endurance in the cell that makes a monk what he ought to be. For three days the brother did just this, and then he was overcome with spiritual lassitude and apathy. But he found some little palm leaves and started trimming them. Next day, he started plating them. When he felt hungry, he said, here are some more palm leaves. I'll prepare them and then have something to eat. He finished cooking them and said, perhaps I'll read a little bit before eating. When he had done some reading, he said, now let's sing a few psalms and then I can eat with a good conscience. And so by God's help, he went on little by little until he had indeed become what he was meant to become. This story was shared amongst the desert monastics, 
to encourage people to be committed to the daily routines of life. What did the older man say to the younger man? Go, eat, sleep, go home, stay in your cell. They came to understand that God could be found in these regular and mundane activities of the day, preparing food, weaving a basket. And when you find God there, you gain clarity about who you are and what you are to be doing. Consider the Israelites in our reading from Exodus. After God granted them salvation by allowing them to cross the Red Sea on dry land and rescuing them from the murderous intentions of the Egyptians, the Israelites find themselves out in the wilderness with no food to eat. And God decides to bring them some quail by the evening and to send daily bread for them to gather up each morning. God provides these gifts. They nourish the people and they keep them alive. And the people are given very specific instructions. They're to get up each morning to go out and gather enough bread for themselves and their household each day. They're to do this for six days. And then on the, and then on the, and then on the sixth day, they are to gather up enough food for that day and the seventh day so that they can rest. And then as they do this work, as verse 12 says, then they will know that the Lord is God. At times, God shows up to us in dramatic and unexpected ways, like we read about a few weeks ago when God showed up to Moses in a burning bush. But God also shows up to us in the everyday moments of life. And if we become attuned to them, we can see and know God there as well. That is what the early Christians in the desert came to realize. It is the humdrum of life that is so often the place that God meets with us. Washing the dishes one more time after an evening meal. Driving to work in the same car on the same roads as you have for years. Buying apples at the grocery store for the thousandth time. God is with us, and God is speaking to us and giving us direction for our lives in all of those moments. And we must pay attention. Our Exodus story shows us two particular ways that the everyday of life provides opportunities to hear from God. First of all, God provides food for the Israelites each day. God gives them their daily bread. This is a gift from God so that they might find and have life. In the everyday of life, God is giving us gifts. By paying attention to the mundane, we can recognize the gifts that God has given to us. The younger brother who went into his cell, by paying attention to what he had there before him, he saw, hey, look, I have some palm leaves. I, I can take these. I can weave them together. I can make a basket. I can, can take some of these and cook them and, and have a meal. Here are the gifts before me. What can I do with them? What gifts has God given to you? Here I am, washing the dishes again. Who else might benefit from a meal off the plate I hold in my hands? Maybe I can call my neighbor and invite them over. Once more, I'm at the grocery store, buying produce, seeing the apples, I'm getting the apples, I'm putting them in my cart. I can thank God that we have food to eat. 
Thank God for the energy that comes to me for the day from that food. And I can go out and labor for others on God's behalf. God is present in our lives, giving good gifts to us day after day. But if we don't pay attention, if we don't pledge ourselves to those everyday moments, then we'll fail to recognize those gifts and we'll fail to hear God's voice and we'll fail to understand what God is asking us to do. Pay attention to the everyday. Secondly, from our Exodus story, we see that God grants the Israelites a day of rest. A day when they will not work and not do their normal daily routine of gathering up the bread. This time of rest gives the people a time to reflect and recuperate, which are also other times to hear from God. When you don't do the regular routine of labor, your body can be restored and recreated. These times of rest are additional moments that God speaks to us. We can hear God's voice during those down times that are less busy, less hurried. And then as we rest, we can be rejuvenated for the work that God is asking us to do. So both regular times of rest and work help us to know what God wants us to do. The Israelites, they did this routine in the wilderness for 40 years. Six days a week, they got up and they went and labored. They gathered up their bread for that day. And then on the seventh day, they rested. They did this day after day after day, week after week after week, month after month, year after year after year. They did this same routine. And through all of that, God met with them and recreated them to be a holy people, a people set apart for God, carrying forth God's will into the world. And beloved, do not forget that Jesus so often came to people in their everyday moments of their life. A woman drawing water at the well, people sitting down to have a meal for dinner, men at work mending their fishing nets, these are the times that Jesus showed up to people and met with them and profoundly changed their lives. And Jesus does the same for us. Today, beloved, tune into those everyday activities and times of rest. They are one more source, one more way for you to hear God's voice in your life and know what God is asking you to do.